0: hello everybody and welcome to b squared c a podcast celebrating the stories of women of color in the corporate world i am your host nancy and i hope everyone is safe and sane wherever you're listening to this from so we are coming back to our regularly scheduled programming giving you the reflection of the month um, that we tabled last week because we had a very important uh, topic to talk about. If you haven't caught up on the bonus episode um, that uh, we did last week, talking about the racism that came out of the um, Euros uh, when three black players in England um, were being abused after missing some penalties, go and have a listen to that. Well, let's get into today's topic. So my podcast guest of the month was the amazing Omena Okelege. And yo, we chopped it up about so many things. From her interesting career trajectory coming from the fashion industry to now working in diversity and inclusion. um, And we also talked about mental health the things we got out um really struck me in many ways and i am well personally first of all, so proud and inspired by how open Omena shared about her experiences with mental health she is a woman living with anxiety and depression and she sought help for it and is living a better life now for that mental health continues to be a topic people treat as taboo more so in the black community So today, I want to share my own journey with this topic um, that I am still on, by the way. And we're also going to talk about how this topic plays out in the workplace. Let's get into it. So like Omina, I did not grow up with mental health being a priority in any way. And there are probably two big reasons why. One was that I did not culturally connect to that concept as all. Omine and I are both um, African. She's Nigerian. I'm Zimbabwean. And we were musing about how African culture does not believe in mental health at all. You grow up with... Um, any indication of mental anguish being brushed aside, uh, you're told to go pray or something like that. And um, when people do have mental uh, health problems, which I actually realized when I look back at people I knew growing up or even some people in my family who had what I can now describe as clear psychotic breaks, um, they were treated as outcasts or, or pariahs, you know. Because, yeah, um, that's just how people think about mental health. And for me, my family also believes in African traditional religion. So any psychotic uh, breaks that people or anybody had uh, would be ascribed to, to that, right, to something superficial. So, yeah, that's what I grew up believing about mental health. Now, the second reason, uh, which is uh, one that I have come to know more as an adult, is really the phenomenon of the romanticization of the strength of black women. This is in popular culture, but also in how we are raised. It's sort of like a superwoman syndrome, right? The strong black woman, so the strong African woman. The strength of African women is legendary and poetic. We are just expected to summon all sorts of strength in any situations from like raising um, whole villages and making homes out of nothing um, to people walking 20 miles to fetch water and fleeing uh, wars with children on our backs or something like that it is supposedly limitless this strength Um, and yeah if you are suffering or struggling in some way or form people just don't even give you the space to uh, be vulnerable at all. Omena and I talked about uh, the phrase, Niger naja no day carry last, right? Which enshrines the, the story of resilience of Nigerian people uh, with literally everything in their life. And while this phrase is incredibly empowering, it is also very toxic and It's things like this that her and I have had to unlearn in our mental health journey. So I went to therapy for the first time as a freshman in undergrad. I was struggling with adjusting to America. Remember, I was this 19-year-old who up and left my country to move to 10,000 miles away to go to school (laughs) in another part of the world. And I really, um, I was having a a really tough time, especially when the winter came in Chicago, my advisor made my first appointment and I didn't show up several times because remember, I did not even believe in it, uh, at that time. But when I did eventually show up, um, it was a revelatory experience. Going to therapy was a revelatory experience. And I ended up doing it a couple of times, right, during my undergrad. Who knew that telling a stranger your problems could actually be helpful? And I have never looked at therapy the same way since then. I am actually currently in therapy as well um uh, my latest uh, journey I started in the beginning of 2020 and at first it was about me processing my move um you know how i had moved three countries in in just a short period of time and I was trying to figure out my place in the uh, country that I was in now the Netherlands then the pandemic came and let me tell you I needed my therapist she became my best friend and my most consistent relationship throughout the pandemic. I'm very grateful for the person I am becoming Uh, from the things that I am learning about myself um, in in therapy. And I'm I'm more confident about things like boundaries, um, both in my personal and professional life. And a big thing about me specifically was that I am this massive empath that um, most of my life people have just taken advantage of that, right? I give and give and give. um, And sometimes I don't get anything back and it depletes me. I've actually learned to be a little more selfish with my time and to invest in quality relationships, whether it be friendships, intimate, or um, I've also learned to hold the people around me accountable um, for that. So that's me in therapy. That's what I've been uh, working on. Now, let's talk about mental health in the workplace. There has been a transformation in the corporate world globally in this last year with health, wellness, and general well-being becoming part of the wider conversation about employee engagement. The pandemic really blurred the lines between the personal and professional, and companies learned how much it was essential to also take care of their workers' um, more personal needs. Uh, or what they would regard as personal needs anyway um, to contribute to their productivity. Additionally, social justice issues that were traditionally outside of the office or kept outside of the office also came into play with uh, the racial pandemic and other incidences that came up, um, you know, in this past year. I'm personally happy about these developments and the shift in perspective, especially as a person of color. It was hard enough over the years showing up to work and still trying to do your best when another black person has been gunned down uh, on the streets somewhere in America. Additionally, I believe we all spend time enough at work for our wellness to also be something that um, companies should consider as well. A lot of companies have stepped up in addressing health and well-being as well as mental health in many ways, and I want to talk about three practices that I have found to be effective in tackling this topic at work. The first is offering trainings that help people tackle mental health challenges, This not only brings awareness of the importance of the topic, but also starts to equip people with tools to apply uh, on their own. And I already have uh, taken a couple of trainings at my own company. We have psychological safety training. We also have what actually I think is the most impactful training I took. It's called uh, energy management I'm going to put a link in the show notes about it for anybody who is not familiar with it, but basically energy management is a concept around managing your energy as opposed to your time. We are also used to managing our time rigorously and it never seems like there is enough hours in the days, right? And especially when you gain more responsibilities at work or your life trajectory has new things like kids For instance, we find ourselves endlessly chasing a to-do list. Well, what if you did not manage your time, but rather your energy? While time is finite, energy is not and can be regenerated by the laws of physics. So in energy management, I learned to recognize four types of energy, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, and what gives me highs and lows for each one. I now actively check in with myself ever so often and have mechanisms to reset my energy when needed. And this has helped me with dealing with the pandemic, dealing with um, uh, social justice issues, and also dealing with projects at work. I highly recommend energy management. And if you have taken it, I'm super curious. You've taken this training. I'm super curious um, whether you, uh, yeah, what you think of it and what your experience of other days. Okay, so trainings are great and they are foundational for opening up people's mindset about um, mental health and wellness topics in general, but they must be supplemented with resources to help people when they actually struggle. That's my second practice that I love so much. Some companies have company doctors, psychologists, and coaches for people to turn to when in need of mental support um, about work or otherwise. I've also recently learned of uh, a practice of establishing peer support. Uh, So these are people who have volunteered themselves in the company to be a go-to person uh, for when people are mentally stressed. This one, I must say, I'm not fully convinced of it yet as I would rather companies invest in professional psychologists uh, as opposed to laying the burden of mental support on people who are not medically trained to tackle them. But yeah, we'll see what happens with, with those ones. There should also be structural support for people when they need to not be at work to deal with mental stress. And this is something I've appreciated so much about work culture in the Netherlands. We take burnout very, very seriously. And um, in this past year, a lot of people got hit uh, with the pandemic and other personal um, things. And we have a whole system around managing burnout and helping people process it and reintegrate into work. Afterwards, the last practice that I will share with you that I loved in my own company that helped me and a lot of us just think about mental health differently is actually storytelling. Within our inclusion and diversity space, uh, and particularly using the employee resource groups, we have curated conversations on. Um, Many many topics, including mental health, right, or what what's associated, uh, any anything that can be associated um, with mental health in, in in this case, and it brought all of us so much closer together. These conversations have had a domino effect of bringing others the courage, comfort, and space to also connect on this topic, and it continues to create so much empathy around us um, as we continue in the company. Additionally, even our leaders have been part of these conversations. And this is especially very, very critical because when leaders role model something, it first of all humanizes them and reduces the distance between us and them, but also sends a powerful message to the rest of the organization to, to engage and also to understand that, Hey, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. I have loved this so much um, about what we do in inclusion and diversity at at my company. Storytelling is a powerful and simple tool uh, to tackle mental health issues, and it helps people feel less alone in in their struggles. It certainly helped me in this last year. That's all I'm going to share with you all today. To summarize, the practices I particularly love around mental health at work are trainings to help people cope with mental health challenges, investing in resources to help people when they struggle, and lastly, storytelling as a connector for people on this topic um, so they feel less alone in their struggles. I'm curious to know what your favorite mental health practices uh, are your personal ones, but also is your work or your, your job, your company um, doing something different and revolutionary or interesting around this topic right now. Okay, until next time, everybody. that's it uh for me this week thanks to my wonderful july guest omina for inspiring this reflection that i shared with you today i would love love to hear your thoughts on all of this come over to the b c instagram and linkedin page as well to share your thoughts with me what are your personal experiences with mental health at work If you like what you heard, go ahead and give this podcast five stars, wherever you're listening to it from. And don't forget to share it with your network. Lastly, you can also make a small donation to help keep this podcast going. You can buy me a coffee with the link in the show notes. Until next time, I am your host, Nancy. Be safe, be empowered and stay inspired.